Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn, and explore the world of K-beauty online at stylestory.com.au. And of course, your guide to what is going on here in Korea and what everyone in the industry is talking about. So let us jump into the news headlines for this week. And one really interesting one that I wanted to chat to you guys about was a report I saw by CNN. And they'd basically gone through and looked at all of the top products by category as chosen by Korean consumers on Glowpick. So Glowpick is, again, one of these sort of aggregate uh, ratings platforms where you can go in and rate all different kinds of products. There's a whole heap of different categories, many different brands, obviously. Uh, And someone has gone through and analyzed all of these to sort of see the trends and report on the top brands, the top products, all of those kind of things. So I was really, really interested to read this one. And I thought I would just pick out a few that I found uh, interesting. So there were 124 brands mentioned in the top three out of 70 of these categories. So you can see already how diverse this kind of is in the world of K-beauty that we're not just talking about a couple of brands that everyone knows about. 124 is a lot and most of them are local Korean brands. I definitely did see some foreign brands mentioned among the different categories, but nowhere near the extent to which you will see that, you know, in other countries where it's, you know, a really big I don't know, assortment of different brands from a whole lot of different countries. So Korean consumers, they actually do use a lot of K-beauty products. I know once upon a time, people used to say that, you know, most Korean consumers, if they can, if they can afford it, prefer luxury Western brands. And I still think it's true to a certain extent, uh, you know, for some categories, but a lot of the products that topped the charts on this consumer pick by Glow Pick were local brands. So perhaps unsurprisingly, when it came to the oil mist category, Dalba swept uh, first to third place. So that is Dalba Piedemont. Obviously, their first spray serum is just killing it at the moment. They have just sold millions and millions of them. It's very, very popular. In the anti-aging essence and anti-aging cream categories, Solwasu topped them. Uh, And, you know, this again, probably not surprising. They have firmly established themselves in the anti-aging category. Uh, We have uh, their most famous product up on the Style Story website as well. That is a beautiful product to try, very popular in Korea. Uh, And in the loose powder category, again, probably not a surprise, Innisfree's No Sebum Mineral Powder. This has been such a steady seller for the brand, uh, and this was obviously a consumer favorite as well. It's a really popular product on our site. We've got both the loose powder and also the packed and they're they're just steady sellers. They have been for years. So it's interesting to me to see the ones that are translating in different markets that are the the most popular in both. Uh, And look, I don't know whether it's just because I talk about Dialba Piedemont all the time and it is one of my favorite products, but it is also by far our best selling spray serum, our best-selling oil in mist product by far. 
well above products like Laneige and Dr. Jart, which are also quite popular. Uh, but on our site, Dialba has been the bestseller for a very long time. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, now, in the body categories is where you will start to see some of the Western brands sort of jump in. So Iliun, which is a local Korean one, and then Cetaphil also performed really well in body. When it comes to hair care, the two categories that everyone seems to be the most interested in are hair loss and scalp care. Uh, And so we've talked a little bit on the show recently about, you know, the proliferation. There's a lot of different brands doing hair products at the moment, particularly things like masks, leave-in treatments, essences, all of these kind of things are really, uh, this category is heating up. Uh, Whereas traditionally, I don't think there was as much focus on that. So they are two strong categories in hair care. When it comes to the makeup trends, at the moment, what is trending here is light, bare and natural looking skin. So products that can create that kind of a look. But when it comes to the lip products, glossy lips are in. So products that fit into those categories did really well. The other thing that might surprise people that have been following Korean makeup trends for a while is that the egg yourself trend is still going strong uh, and products were well received that are designed to create that sort of under eye look. If you're not familiar with this term or this trend, egg yourself is basically like cute fat is what it translates to. So in Korea, and this has been the case for like at least 10 years, uh, it it's perceived to be a younger, softer look if you have like almost uh, little fat parts underneath your eye. Babies get them naturally, so it, it just makes you look younger. I'll include a link if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. I know it sounds a little strange if you've never heard of it before, but basically when you smile, when you're little, you get like these almost little pockets of skin that bulge up underneath your eye. And that in Korea has for a long time been considered quite cute. And a lot of people use products to give them that look under their eye. So those kind of products are still performing well. So that was just sort of a roundup. Obviously, there were 70 categories. I'm not going to run through them all or we'd be here for ages. But I thought that was really interesting. So that was obviously just one platform, Glow Pick. But I think you could say that, you know, in terms of general trends, the products that people are talking about, people are voting for, are going to be more representative generally of what people are doing here in Korea. So that was an interesting one. The other thing I saw is that one of Korea's biggest packaging manufacturers is expanding. So the company Tolly, who is actually a company I've worked with before, uh, they are expanding and opening a third plant here in Korea, and they've said that one of the reasons that they're doing this is because of the rising demand for sustainable packaging. So Tolly can actually offer a type of packaging, a pet packaging that looks like glass, but can be molded. So it's a plastic that looks like glass and they can do it in like different shapes and whatnot. So it basically has the benefits of plastic without being plastic. Like obviously there's a bit of a difference between pet and plastic and we recycle them separately here in Korea. So I thought that was interesting because earlier this year, I know that that was something that we were looking about a lot. I think someone asked uh, about this for the question of the week and I was kind of explaining that 
it's still in its infancy here because there are just not the range of options available for people that want to do sustainable packaging compared to the more traditional types of packaging, but that that is changing. So there you go. It looks like that's already happening. We're now, you know, towards the end of the year and already this is a focus for some of the local manufacturers here. So I thought I would update you with that as well. And the last piece of news, which is the most exciting to me personally, (laughs) is that Jellyco is now available offline. So I did mention that this is something that we have been working on for a very long time, and I'm really, really excited to share that we are now offline in New York at CO Bigelow. So if you're not familiar with CO Bigelow, it is actually New York's oldest apothecary. It has a history of more than 180 years, uh, and it's located in Greenwich Village. So If you are in New York, I would love for you to go and check out our collection, which is now available in C.O. Bigelow's store. If you are not uh, local and able to sort of pop in, uh, it's also available at their online store as well. And that will be shipping from within the States. So you'll get it a lot quicker than us shipping it to you from Australia. Uh, so I'm super, super excited about that. I can't wait. If there is anyone local to New York or anyone visiting New York, I would absolutely love if you could take a photo for me if you visit the store. Uh, I would absolutely love that so I can see what it looks like. But that is, uh, yeah, I'm obviously really, really excited about that. So that was the news headlines that I had for you. Some more K-Beauty now available in the States as well. Okay, let us go over and take a look at this week's question of the week. And this was actually a question I got asked on Instagram a little while ago, and it's taken me a while to sort of do a little bit of sleuthing. The question was, is there a Korean product that is similar to Touches Dewy Skin Cream. Now, I was lucky enough to actually have a little mini of the Tatcha Dewy Skin Cream that I got given as a free gift. Uh, I think it was actually the last time I was in New York. So there you go. It's been sitting in my bathroom cupboard for a little while. And uh, so I, I, I had a look at it. I had a look at the ingredients and everything like that, the texture and whatnot. So if you're not familiar with the product, it is designed to obviously hydrate and plump the skin. And as the name suggests it gives you a bit of a dewy glow and that comes from the mica in the formula. Uh, It's not the cheapest product. It's 69 US dollars for 50 mils uh, and the purple coloring actually comes from artificial colorants. I know the brand says that, you know, they've used Japanese uh, purple rice in it, but that is not where the coloring the coloring comes from. Uh, it will be from the dyes. Now, one of the major ingredients is galactomyces, which is obviously uh, a ferment filtrate. Uh, so probably not the best fit for people that have uh, concerns about fungal acne and whatnot. But the other key things in it are water, the glycerin, the propanediol, and the squalane. So I don't have an exact ingredient dupe for you just because that's a sort of rare combination of of ingredients but you know the addition of galactomyces means that it's just there's not so many products I, I certainly don't know of another one that combines mica and galactomyces in the formula so I'm not gonna get an exact ingredient dupe for you but what I do have is two creams that perform similarly the first one is Etude House's Moistful Collagen Cream 
So this is a nice non-greasy, lightweight, suitable for normal skin, which I also think that Touches Dewy Skin Cream is as well. Uh, and it has uh, glycerin in it as well, but it also has the hydrolyzed collagen, betaine, and safflower extract. Uh, and look, this one is such a nice, cheap, cheerful product. I think we've got it on the website for 25 uh, Australian dollars. So it's worth a shot if you want to try something that's similar that, you know, obviously there's a pretty big difference in price. 69 US dollars in Australian dollars at the moment is probably closer to 80 uh, for 50 mil. So that is, you know, it's probably worth trying that if, if you're looking for something similar. The other one that I think might be a good fit for people that have a combination skin, oily skin maybe, is Make Prem's Watery Gel Cream. Uh, and this one also has the glycerin. It's got panthenol and cactus is what they're using. Uh, so nice and hydrating, but it also has uh, the sediaryl olivate and sorbitan olivate, which are esters made from fatty acids. And they are great emulsifiers to use in a formula to mix the, uh, the water and oil-based ingredients so that it sinks into your skin quicker. So that might be another good one to try. I'll pop both of those in the show notes, uh, but no, I couldn't find something that has the exact ingredients, but you know, that's not the only markers of a dupe. I think something that performs similarly and has a similar effect on the skin is probably you would be happy enough with that if you're not spending the same kind of money. That's just my my thinking anyway. So you'll have to let me know uh, if you guys know any other uh, products that you think are a good swap or even maybe a closer dupe. Obviously, please reach out and let me know and I'd be happy to add that in as well. But those were the two closest ones that I have been able to find in K-Beauty. Okay, now we do have uh, quite a few new products on the Style Story website at the moment, but I will introduce you today to three from a brand called Be The Skin, uh, and they have uh, a spot cream, a toner, and a serum in this line. Uh, and so what we have for the serum is a product that is formulated with 1% willow BHA, so nice and gentle in terms of uh, your chemical experience exfoliants. It's not going to blast your skin off. It's going to be great for clearing away the pores, pore clogging substances, but without being a really, really strong product. Uh, the other one is their toner. And again, this has the naturally derived willow BHA in it as well. Uh, so this is going to be a good one for controlling sebum and clarifying pores. So my oily acne prone skin friends, these might be good ones for you to try. The last one is the Dark Spot Zero Cream. So the brand says that this is great for intensively caring for dark spots and blemishes. Uh, what they're talking about in terms of the blemishes is uh, they've, they've included 1% of the Willow BHA in there. So that's obviously going to be good for just really gently caring for troubles and dead skin by through the process of exfoliation. They've also added in anise fruit extract, which can help protect the skin by neutralizing free radicals. 
And then also glycerin, which is just a really good one to keep the skin healthy, to help establish normal balance and hydration. So they are three really nice and cheap and cheerful products that will not break the bank that I think will be good if you are after really gentle solutions for uh, managing poor problems, dead skin, uh, all of those kind of things in the oilier types of skins. I think if you want to use them on skin that is drier, I would probably not be using them as your only toner or only serum. I would probably be, I would probably be alternating the days that I use them and putting some hydrating products in between uh, just in case it's a bit too much. Now, we've also had a whole bunch of new K-Beauty product reviews go up on the site as well. So the first one was a five-star review for Tosuung's Propolis Essence. And our reviewer said, great essence. I loved this essence. It makes my skin very bright. I'll definitely come back to buy another one. Uh, so thank you very much for your review. Really happy that you liked enough to buy another one. That's, I think, the mark of a great product when you're like, I would try it again. So many products. I don't know if everyone is like this or just me, but I, I just try so many products and I can honestly say my repurchase rate is really, really low. Uh, and, you know, I think, yeah, there's just so many products that I'm like, it was fine. I wouldn't buy it again, though. Uh, that's just me, maybe. And the second one was a five-star review for D'Alba Piedemont's First Spray Serum. And our reviewer said, I can't live without this one anymore. I carry this everywhere. It's perfect. It makes the skin bright and it's refreshing. Very good for the air-conditioned office or airplane or simply to use every day. So thank you so much. I feel like I could have written this myself, but I didn't. Uh, but what, can, what more can I say about this product that hasn't already been said? The last review was a five-star review for Jelly Code's Dewy Glaze Toner. And our reviewer said, I love this toner. My previous experiences with toners were disappointing. I just never saw the difference. This one I noticed since the first time I applied it. It's not so watery and I love this texture. It falls very nicely on the skin. It's my everyday toner now. So thank you so much for sharing your review. Uh, you know, I always remind you to share yours too, just because it actually is super helpful for other people to know what you liked about a product, how you're using it. You know, if you have have any special little hacks and tips I can actually say I have picked up just from reading your, your guys's reviews I have picked up some tips that I've never tried before uh, so I personally find them super beneficial as well and I'm sure that other people reading them will too so don't forget to share your thoughts. We obviously give you points for it but just more to that you know uh, if it's a product that is new on the market or something it's really helpful for other people to know how you're using it, what you're using it with, how it works on your skin, what your skin type is, because all of those things are really relevant. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone that does that. It makes it much, much easier to know what products you want to try next. All right, we have also had uh, another review for the podcast, which I will share. And this one is from Natalia Isabella. And she said, fan of many years. I absolutely love this podcast. I've listened to it for many years and frequently go back to my favorite episodes. Hope it never ends. Thank you, Lauren, for all of the hard work you put into it, Natalia. Thank you so much, Natalia. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm so happy to hear that you've been listening for years, guys. That's... 
I love hearing that. I'm never sure how long people stick around for, whether this is something that people are like, eh, I'm over it. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. Uh, but thank you very much for your reviews. I really appreciate that. Now, uh, before I get on to my recommendation of the week, I wanted to share with you guys that our Testers Club is opening up again soon. Uh, so Testers Club is the program that we run where we send you uh, a new K-Beauty product that you can test out, try for a couple of weeks, and then you share your thoughts on it. Let us know what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Uh, and you know that all gets passed on directly to the brand, the people that made it, so that they can take that into account when they're formulating and making new products. So very, it's a very useful process for everyone, but it also, you know, we really appreciate your feedback because you are the kind of people that actually use and like these products. How you sign up, all you need to to do is make sure that you are on Style Stories newsletter list. Our Testers Club applications go straight to our newsletter subscribers. Uh, so I will have a link in the show notes where you can sign up and do that. Uh, so just a little plug there to get on the list if you haven't already. And just remember to semi-regularly open our emails so that we know that you're still interested in hearing from us. Otherwise, we'll just stop sending you stuff because we assume it's it's spam. You're not opening it. So that's just my little plug. Now on to my recommendation of the week. And I don't know if I've ever shared this with you guys before, but I am a massive fan of true crime podcasts. Uh, I absolutely love them. It is like my guilty pleasure. Uh, so the recommendation I have for you guys this week is a, an old podcast or actually two podcasts. But what happened last week was that uh, one of the very first podcasts, in fact, I think the very first podcast that I ever listened to was a podcast called Serial. And in season one, they covered the case of a man called Adnan Syed, who was uh, put in prison when he was still in his teens for killing his girlfriend, who was coincidentally a Korean-American, a girl called Hay. Min Lee. Uh, and he has uh, basically protested his conviction and claimed innocence for over 20 years now. Uh, and last week, he was actually released from prison and the conviction was vacated. So it is in a little bit of a period now where I think the prosecutors are deciding whether they're going to retry the case, whether they're going to bring the case again. But he is out for the time being on house arrest, back with his family for the first time since he was a teenager. Uh, and so I listened to the podcast not long after it first came out. Uh, it was hosted by uh, Sarah Koenig. So that was a really interesting one. And then after that, there was another podcast that was released called called Undisclosed, uh, and that was run by uh, three lawyers, actually, including one family friend of Adnan Sayed, who was basically the lady responsible for bringing the story to uh, the media in the first place, to Serial and Sarah Koenig. So she and two other lawyers actually ran a podcast running through all of the evidence. Uh, they ended up uncovering new evidence, which has gone towards eventually helping this conviction be vacated. Uh, so, you know, obviously not not really that related to K-beauty, slightly related to Korea in the sense that the victim uh, unfortunately was Korean. 
living in Baltimore, uh, and there's a, um, a HBO docu-series on it as well. Uh, so there's lots of sort of pieces of information and news floating around. But those two podcasts, if you are a podcast fan, and particularly if you are, I think if you're a true crime fan, you probably have already listened to this. But if not, it is a really fascinating case. Uh, I just found it really, I think this was the, the podcast that got me into podcasts in the first place uh, and to see how it's all sort of played out like the fact that the conviction has been vacated I don't really think is a spoiler uh, necessarily like it's still a fascinating case and even with that you know uh, as a conclusion I think there would still be people listening to it that are like I'm not sure what I think about this case so that is my recommendation for the week I know it's a little bit different from what I normally rec- recommend but I have just been eating up everything that I've been reading about this case at the moment because I'm so fascinated by it the American justice system in general fascinates me because I've just never seen anything like it uh, I think it has so many peculiarities which is why we get a lot of these kind of cases these true cases, which is not to say that Australia doesn't have plenty of cases where there have been miscarriages of justice or, you know, uh, have, you know, crazy outcomes. Oh, look, I could do a whole podcast just on true crime podcasts, let's be honest. But yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. Uh, so if you haven't already, go and tune into that because it's so fascinating. If you are a fan, hit me up in the DMs. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to know what you guys think about this case because uh, I personally find it really, really fascinating. Uh, and where I kind of land on it is I really just want to know who actually did this uh, for not only for the the Adnan Syed the man who was put in prison for the crime but also for the victim and their family I'm just I wonder if it it will ever get a resolution so that is kind of where I am I'm interested to see where it will go from here anyway I will finish up there I'll be back in your ears later this week and until then I will see you on Style Story. 